Jaspers took away. Shams coming out with a bomb today, joined by Chris Connor and Chaz. According to Shams, the Pelicans are looking to be very aggressive in this year's draft and are targeting Scoot Henderson. Um, a lot of people saying like, oh, I told you so. I told you so. Chaz, I will say this. You've been on this since day one. Shout out to you, Chaz. I'm here here your virtual flowers a lot of people owe you an apology but before we get to Chaz because I'm very interested to see and hear what Chaz's trade proposal would be to either the Charlotte Hornets or Portland Trailblazers Chris you say you want to get something off your chest so go ahead big guy yeah man um I just hope that this report uh is just another it won't be the final example, but I hope this this is an example of um, us just needing to take out the emotion when we talk and look at these situations. Um, and we also got to be like a lot, like a lot smarter, right? You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're a listener, you know, you may be here for a bunch of different reasons. You could be here because you like, you know, you like the characters, maybe you like the layout, but. A good majority of people that's that's listening and watch the show, they're here because they love basketball and they love the Pelicans, right? Some are here because they like said player. Cool. But even if that's the case, we got to take out the emotion, right? Because sometimes, and this is another example, people just ain't pulling shit out their ass. They're not just coming up with stuff to say. They're not just dreaming. Sometimes we hear things. Sometimes these people have actual folks that are coming to them, you know, telling them stuff. And it may be, it, it, it possibly could be more than an opinion. And all I'm saying is, yo, if I watch the weather and the weatherman tell me that it's a 90% chance it's going to rain, I'd be, I'd be crazy to say, fuck that, you a hater. You, 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 you just don't want the sun to shine. That's all that is. You, you a sun hater. Nah, the weatherman said 90%. All right. <laughs> I mean, what, like, I mean, like, and I get it, right? Like, it, it, it's folks that get on and they say, well, I'm not going to hear it. Well, I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to believe until I hear it from Shams and Woes. It's like, dog, Shams and Woes cover an entire sport. They cover an entire sport with a bunch of connections, some they can't burn, things, some things they can't say. Like there's so many things, bro, that that are like that are behind the scenes that can't be talked about. That can't like this shit isn't coming out of thin air. So when you see people two weeks, no, everybody's quick to say, "All right, that person's an idiot. That person's a hater." Versus, man, where you hear that from? Are you hearing something? Yo, you got that from somewhere? Somebody told you something? Why? Like, why don't we do that? Two, you think you think Schmidt for two weeks was was talking randomly? Why the why the playoffs were in full gear? You think randomly is talking about trade school trades? No. You think Chaz is randomly posting posting pictures about school Henderson for no reason at different different times of the day and night just because he's bored and he liked the picture? It wasn't an arts and craft project. No. Yeah, something. Y'all just gotta be smart. Take the emotion out, bro. That, that's that's it. Take the emotion out. I hope that this, this is the latest example of, yo, sometimes, man, and y'all be surprised where they come from, but sometimes you know, we we hear shit. That's just, it. 
Just sometimes. Thanks for that, Chris. Because and shout out. I'm glad you mentioned Schmidt. Also, shout out Schmidt as well because Schmidt and Chaz have both been on this. Uh, but Chaz, time to pitch to you. That was beautifully said, Chris. All right, you've been on this since day one, right? And you've been talking about. And Schmidt even came out with a great CBA article. If you haven't checked it out, make sure you check out his Substack uh, on his um, Twitter. But you were saying that this seems going to get expensive, and then you talked about contracts with Brandon Ingram, Zion Williams, and so on and so forth, right? So, what does a trade? from Griffin and the Pelicans look like to either Charlotte or Portland um, here for Scoot Henderson? Well, for me personally, I think the cleanest, most efficient trade is a, a straight swap for Gordon Haywood and um, Scoot Henderson for Brandon. I know um, potentially, and I think in that trade, you may not even have to include 14, but if you want to get a little create, creative, I know a lot of us love Mark Williams's game. Um, and it depends on how much Charlotte values Brandon Ingram because Mitch uh, Kupchik drafted Brandon Ingram. He's in the Charlotte Hornets organization right now. Charlotte potentially has new ownership coming in um, and moving um, Jordan out of the equation. And from what I've read, that front office desperately wants to make the playoffs. They got restricted free agents and P.J. Washington and um, Miles Bridges, I believe. So they may not, and Kelly Oubre, they may not want to overpay any of those guys. You know, and you you got, what's my man, LaMelo, pretty much locked in for a new contract. He's ready, and y'all ready to run and gun. So this is uh, one of the proposals I had. I think it's one of the more clean proposals. And, of course, with Gordon Hayward, I think a lot of people misunderstand that acquisition. You don't want Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward's a fine player in his day, but that's not, you don't necessarily care about Gordon Hayward, the player. That's a $30 million expiring contract. And you're talking about a, a super weak free agency class, an organization that doesn't attract free agents. And you can divide up Gordon Hayward's contract into two very useful role players and kick the salary can down the road and use those players' contracts to fill out the rest of the roster and or um, swing for a big trade down the line. So this is one of the proposals I had right here. Um Going here with Mark Williams, Scoot Henderson, Willie Hernan Gomez. I believe he's a former Pelican. I'm some former Horn, or his brother was, right? And um, Brandon Ingram and uh, no, Billy was a Billy was a former Hornet. He's a Hornet as well. Okay, pretty sure, yeah, former Hornet. And you can Pelicans could probably send out their own future first in 2025. They may not even necessarily have to send out this lottery pick because you know Gordon Hayward's contract. Or, you know, going here with the player. And I think when people talk about resetting things, like, yo, it's not really a reset. It's not even a major step back, considering this has been a perennial lottery team. And if you keep this roster together, not only is it expensive, it's kind of thin on the back end. You really don't have a ton of avenues to improve this roster. If you get rid of JV, you're getting rid of potentially a top 10, top 15 offensive center. If you keep him, you got a defensive liability center who's also very good center, but he's a defensive liability. So, all right, let's say you don't. Let's say you don't want to move JV, right? Great professional. Let's say you don't want to move JV, and you're not going to move Brandon. Okay, you already come out and say you don't want to move Larry Nance. You would have to attach an asset to CJ to move him. You got Zion, who's at probably his lowest value right now, but he's also a cost controlled asset for the next five years and i think in his third year there's all type of team options and benchmarks he has to cross so he's on a friendly contract cj's contract is steadily declining and by the time the cba kind of settles and the cap rises it'll be time to um extend trade give him a new contract 
her and probably her. already yeah. yeah, and her probably already has his money by then. And by that time, you got CJ who's potentially an expiring. I believe Larry Nance's contract is expiring that same year. So the Pelicans really in in closing, there's no real incentives to keeping Brandon. And I say that because let's say you keep him, right? Let's say let's say you trade Zion and you keep Brandon. No matter what, you still have a Brandon Ingram contract situation, like an issue, because Brandon's not going to – it doesn't make financial sense for him to extend this year because he can get more money in more years next year. But if you hold on to him until next year, he can get injured this year. Um, he's probably going to give himself a chance to make all NBA. So it, if he could just decide to walk for nothing, you could lose him for nothing, like you lost Eric Gordon, like you lost Ryan Anderson, like you lost Tariq Evans. Those were all – mid to big salary players at that time that you lost for nothing. And I don't think the Pelicans um, would be in a good position to do that. And that's great insight, Chaz. And thanks for bringing that up. Chris, let's talk about this now. Do you want to break up Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson? And and if so, do you think that, as Chaz just said, do you think that Brandon's got to go? What if, what if Zion is involved in this trade? There's a lot of moving parts here, but one, I guess my first question is, do you want to break up Brandon and Zion? And two, if you had to send one out, who would you send out? Um, well, th- this is where the the emotion uh, that I was talking <laughs> about earlier is is tied in, and this is where it comes to my detriment because no, now the smart I I don't want to make the move yet because my my mindset was why well, I couldn't be in charge of making it because my mindset is this is it this is the last year regardless. But the problem with this shit is that. From a business perspective, today or down the line, from a historic perspective and what you've done, from a success perspective, from an injury perspective, from a setting the tone and taking taking your like really sending out a message perspective and getting if even if it's this deal, the chance proposed or another one that's out there, um, it makes a lot of sense, especially if you believe in school. Um and then you look at the, you know, you know, the C, the uh, the new CBA hurdles. Like, yeah, it does. It it does make the sense, the most sense. And if you have to make the move, then it's branded. The problem is, is that it's tough. Beyond me just wanting, me foolishly believing that I'm gonna have an opportunity to to, to see these brothers play and extend an amount of basketball games together. Problem is, is that whether whether he's going on tour for himself or he's really diving into this organization and his franchise going forward is that between the two, he's the only one that's played playoff basketball, right? He's the only two that's played, but between Brandon and Zion, he's the only one that's played, um, playing basketball. He's the he's only been one. a professional the whole time here. I mean, I know he's had some, for some the most part, you know, you know, for the most part. part, he's been the healthier of the two for whatever, you know, whatever previous you hold that to the players seem to, Say that like they point to him as the leader. The organization in multiple times has seen him as a leader, and now he's going to play with Team USA. While there's still a big question mark over Zion's head, as generational as I think he is. But the business sense, the smart sense, means like it would it would say to go ahead and move and move Brandon now. Since like if it, if you could move CJ and, and make it work, cool. But Right now, I mean, it wouldn't. It just it doesn't it doesn't make as much sense if you're talking from a from a business perspective. I just don't think at the end of the day, I don't believe that the Pelicans have 
the basketballs to make this move right now? Do you, whoever wants to answer this question, um, do y'all think it's possible to land? I saw Christian Clark came out um, with an article uh, on Noah.com. Make sure y'all check that out. But uh, do y'all think it's possible to land the number two and or number three pick without Brandon or Zion? Is it possible? They tried that last year. Yeah, they tried to win. So I mean, listen, they got pick. They got Lakers picks. They got Milwaukee picks. They have their own picks. They have. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to get. Are y'all can give up Herb and Trey. No. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really. Yeah. I don't think they would. I don't think there's a way. I don't think that there's an avenue because so, so that's what I'm saying. So there's no way you can package up a bevy of picks, Dyson Daniels, uh, whoever you want to take. But there's no way. It's, it's got to be Brandon Zion. I, I think, man. Truthfully, yes, I think it has to be one of those two, and also. Man, you're talking about like franchise security for the next possibly decade, man. Because again, can we talk about that for a little bit, Chad? Because we only got like yeah. five or something. Like, what do you like about Scoot? Because because we're talking about trade packages. Like, what do you yeah. actually like about the player that they would that they would land in Scoot Henderson? Well, oh, I think let's go I think, Chaz first, then go Chris. Okay, I think I think Scoot has a really good mid range game. Phenomenal athlete. Clearly takes his body and his physical health very seriously. Large hands, great in the pick and roll, um, has the potential to be a point of attack defender. I mean, a lot of people have the, that potential, right? But has the potential to be a point of attack defender. Had one play that always stands out to me where he slipped off the rim following the dunk, landed chest face first on the ground, got right back up. If that was Brandon or Zion, they'd be out for the season. Like, just just keeping it real. They would I be see out. Brandon you, fall and pop up. Yeah, I seen Brandon get plucked in the nose also. And um, I don't want to go there, though. But, yeah, so I think – I just think Scoots is a phenomenal guy. And um, truthfully, when you when you think about some of the comps that have come out recently, the John Morantz, the uh, De'Aaron Foxes, Derrick Rose, Russell Westbrook, like these are all like – Derrick Rose got hurt, of course, but these are probably all like Hall of Fame <laughs> guys. Oh, so God. even if he maximizes at 85% of that, you're great. And also, in closing – if Scoot Henderson makes one all-star game, wins two NBA playoff games, you've, you've recouped. <laughs> you've recouped at $10 million. The bar is low. Now I'll say that. Chris, go ahead. What do you like about Scoot? Uh, I mean, you know, he fits He fits this mold of uh, – Who does he fit better with? Does he fit better with Brandon or does he fit better with Zion? Sorry to cut you off. I think complete curveball. But. I think day, day one he fits better with Brandon. I think – if you look past the year where he has a chance to really continue to work on his game and, and, and shooting from a, from a, uh, from a distance perspective, he works better with Zion. Um, but I mean, I, I think you're talking about, you know, he fits the mold. I mean, uh, of, of the, you know, the hyper shifty athletic um, guards that we've seen come out over the past decade of sorts, you can, I mean, you, you take your pick. There's a lot of different comparisons that you can throw there. I mean, he's strong, Chaz, Chaz talked about the mid-range, you know, the, the mid-range element, his ability to finish in traffic. Um, I, I mean, you will be talking about two real, like, let's say Brandon is the one that's that, that's moved, Scooting and Zion type situation. You're talking about two guys that even even with their hesitancies or their their issues with shooting from distance, you're talking about two dudes that are, that, that are I think, Scoot day one is going to be a dynamic scorer in the, you know, in the league. Um, I mean, it's hard to... Sorry to fight that. I mean, I think he his his body is ready, right? You know, right. He he, he yeah. fits the you know the strength. You know, the Eric Bledsoe jokes are out there, but you know, kind of kind of is what it is. I think and the mentality. I think watching some of the things, watching him talk, watching him speak, 
seeing how much he appears to care about the game, listening to people talk about how he cares about the game. He seems to have an approach that and a, and a work ethic that matches, you know, what, you know, what we've seen before. And I mean, we'd be doing the, uh, you know, it's funny well, with the whole Dyson thing. We That was one of the things, professional, he's professional, he's professional. School is just on a different level athletically um, and has had some hype that has been following him for years and years and years now. He'll be a special dude. Yeah, he's got something, Chris. I'm glad you, you touched on that. Uh, he's got something like uh, just from watching him, he's got like that dog mentality that you can't really teach, right? He, he's just, he's tough as shit and he cares and he, he'll get in your face. I, I, he, like, he like talks too. Like, I, he's like vocal. He's just in your face. He's, he's Russell Westbrook, but like and John Morant, like mixed together. The one knock on him is a shooting, right? I think he shot 25% from deep. Just looking at some film, I don't mind his shot. I think it, it will play. I think, you know, with, Hopefully Vincent, if you get him with Vincent, like he can fix his shot. But once again, <clears throat> there's a lot of pros and cons to him. Did you want all to say those guards have issues shooting right. out the gate, at least year one. They all have. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. it doesn't matter. I think that's something he can improve on. But real quick, Jazz, go ahead. Oh, yeah. And one more thing. I think another reason why it makes more business sense for it to be Brandon traded versus Zion is because you still have more time with Zion. In the event that the Zion, again, like Chris has alluded to, well, say it outright, You've seen a subpar version of Zion be an MVP candidate or MVP talent. Like, imagine if you got Zion 80% committed. <laughs> like, this dude is phenomenal, right? And also, in the event that it doesn't work out with Zion, you have outs in year three. Also, you were, you would already have the future face of your franchise in Scoot Henderson. If this team is bad without Zion, would you rather be paying Scoot Henderson $10 million and ushering him as the future of the franchise or Brandon $30 million, potentially $40 million in the future? And, and and speaking of that last thing is that you want to talk about business decision. David Griffin who's feeling some little heat, despise him more time as well, right? He we talk about oh well now I have Scoot now and I can build around Scoot and Zion and I need it's just it it, it makes sense. But here's the thing, man, it's it, it kind of sucks. But like Chris, like I love Brandon, I love Zion, like I, I do, and I want to see those two guys play. I really do want to see those two guys work. But you look at the CBA, you look at what Schmidt's saying, you look at what Chaz is saying. And it's just like at the end of the day, it's all business and. You know, unfortunately, sometimes tough decisions have to be made. So these next couple of days into into the draft are going to be crazy. But Chad just came out with a great show. Uh, make sure you check that out. If you haven't seen Chris Connor's great show on Chris Paul, I still wish we'd bring Chris Paul in just just to, just just for the storybook ending. Um, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Love to hear your thoughts. Should we go for the number two pick? Should we not go for the number two pick? If we do go for the number two pick, who would you ship out? Love to hear it. We'll respond in the comments. Y'all take care. Way. It was a finger roll of anything. <laughs> that, that, that's a dunk.